Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're usually discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter, but this is seriously the last week of hiatus. Last week was supposed to be, but this week, for real, the last week. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Sci-Fi's Dune miniseries from the year 2000. 2000. Yes, and uh, we're joined by a very special guest. She has written for Bustle, Diabolique, Starlog Magazine, and she is the author of the infamous KFC slash Colonel Sanders romance novel, Catherine Kovac. Hello. Welcome. Um, welcome. Thank you. I'm again. happy to be I'm yes. happy to be here again. Um, <laughs> yes. But the, when you say KFC slash Colonel Sanders romance novel, it sounds like he's making out with chicken. Um, <laughs> hey, correct. Man. It's hey. just it's just Colonel Sanders. It's right. just him writing self insert yeah. fan fiction. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm role playing as Colonel Sanders writing self insert fan fiction where I am a lusty sailor who falls in love with the British heiress. Um, that was the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it works though. <laughs> Does it? Um, <laughs> he gave up his chicken empire and he would throw it all away for her. All right, I'm done. I mean, uh, <laughs> the nation's cholesterol would probably be better for it. And as someone that worked at KFC in high school, I would be fine if it never existed. Oh, my God. Me too. I don't really eat it that much. How bad is that? Uh, no, nah, yeah. not bad at our, all. Our local <laughs> like, Taco Bell is half ooh. KFC, and I'm always like, don't even talk to me. That's out of the menu. <laughs> I just want my burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Taco Bell's another story. That's one that, you know, that has been nothing but a boon to our society. That's and, a gift you know, to us all. stoners they, in general. They gave us the Baja Blast Mountain yeah. Dew flavor. And I think that that's really meaningful. <laughs> the cheesy potato griller, my, oh my one stop shop for carbs. Those freaking quesadillas are tight. I love them. <laughs> I will say I will never forgive K KFC. Oh my god, I will never forgive Taco Bell for taking away the volcano burrito because mm. that shit was my jam. If you're listening, Mr. Taco Bell, <laughs> Mr. PepsiCo, Mr. Yes. PepsiCo, please bring back the volcano burrito um, and the chili chicken, the chipotle chicken griller. Oh yeah, that one too. That was really good. And then one day it was gone. Well, you've heard it here first. We yeah. this is a pro Taco Bell podcast. <laughs> we beg, please return we are, us. Just yeah, if Taco Bell wants to sponsor the show, we are <laughs> super down for it. I mean, just don't get cute with us on be, Twitter because Bo does not appreciate that. No, I do not like brands trying to be cute on Twitter. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so. I used to think it was funny, like the really weird ones, like Moon Pie. I was like, oh, okay, this pie. is kind of funny, but then like. I don't know. It just got to be like, hey, we're hip. How how do you do, fellow kids? And I'm just like, no more. Stop. <laughs> like my good it has friend, to stop. Noodles and Company. Yeah. Noodles and Company is trying to start something with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were actively pursuing you. It was a lot. But yet I got no noodles out of it. Except for the ones <laughs> I'd already paid point? for. So. Yeah. What's the point? Right. So like. we are here to talk about, as I said at the top, we're here to talk about sci-fi's original series frank herbert's dune um yeah so Catherine, before we get started like right what is your like background with dune have you read all the books and seen all the movies 
Okay, so I've read I've read the first Dune, and it mm-hmm. took me a few tries because I couldn't get past the original staff meetings. But now that I'm yeah. older, <laughs> I understand staff meetings better, so I yeah. was able to connect with it better. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I've seen what do you call it? Um, David Lynch's Dune, mm-hmm. and that was it uh, <laughs> up until yeah. the time where I subjected myself to this miniseries so i could be on the show <laughs> yeah so that, this was your first time watching the miniseries it was i remember promos for it back when yeah. i was mm-hmm. like i don't know 12 whenever how old i was when it went mm. down but like i didn't sit down and watch it it might have been like my father might have watched it and i was probably adjacent like but... in the background like what is this nerdy shit yeah like what is this <laughs> giant space butterfly bug Yeah. Well, I will say that when it came out, uh, I was among its biggest supporters. I thought it was amazing, awesome, best thing ever, best, most faithful adaptation. And, you know, I'm a little older and a little wiser, and I know now that this is really fucking boring. Yes, yes it is. And not good, but... Like, okay, we've tried to record this episode all, a couple times already, so let me just put this out there. Hopefully it won't be cursed. <laughs> it's fine if you like this, and, mm-hmm. you know, our opinions, they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. This is just how we feel about it. Um, Not really a fan, but if you mm. are, cool. Yeah. Good on yeah. you. I... It's good to like things. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it when it was first on because I was, I don't know, too cool? No, that's You're untrue, probably entirely. like having a life unlike me. Uh, I just think I didn't have cable. I was no. living in a dorm, you know. <laughs> I wasn't uh, going to watch it. I had Pokemon to watch, please. Yeah, I was like married when this came out. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm going to be a serious per- adult person. No. You know, I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I was living in a dorm. We didn't have cable. And I could have gone to my parents' house. But, you know, I was trying to not do that every weekend with my laundry. <laughs> so. Respect. Yeah, consider it. Um, I still uh, did it plenty. <laughs> but They had um, lots of cable. So. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine being Jessica and sinning and going against all of my Bene Gesserit training to do this one thing for the man I love and have that result be Paul from this miniseries. Mm, I was going to say and have that like follow you around for the rest of your life to yeah. the point where people call it the Jessica crime. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you did that and you did right. that out of love for... Do you think she's kind of the Monica Lewinsky of June? I think that in I, at least in the miniseries because I mean I liked... I liked Kyle McLaughlin, Paul, but mm-hmm. miniseries Paul is trash. So mm. I feel like this Jessica <laughs> has to deal with the burden of of that. Like you did something, like you stepped over the line, you committed a, like a crime in the eyes of your people, but like the result of that crime is, is <laughs> Paul. This clown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paul and this is not like I'm not nagging on Alec Newman <laughs> specifically, and I think no. he does a fine job of acting. If the acting was supposed to be like an asshole because yeah. this Paul is an unredeemable asshole. It's just, it never stops. He's clearly not supposed to be 15 like he is in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Kyle MacLachlan, but they right. never Kyle they don't specify. does have a youthful thing about him. He is an like, there's a purity. Yeah, a naivete, <laughs> if you will. But I... Uh, 
Alec Newman is playing it as if he's 15, but mm-hmm. he's 35, and everyone yeah. still treats him like he's 15, although he's clearly 35. Yeah. I don't think he was actually 35, but it's, he, he, he it's not 35. working. He did. He look stomps 35. out of many a room. You know I mean, it, and I'm it, sure, like, watching this on an HGTV, like, probably isn't doing him any favors either. You know, just... it almost reminds me of season four of American Horror Story. Sorry. Like, Dandy Mott, like, the dude who was, like, Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, he, and like, he's, <laughs> That's like, a good the one. serial killer one. And he's, like, I want to go to the circus. Like, I feel like that. Has <laughs> mommy real mommy Paul found you a clown on the side yeah. of the road. Mommy brought home a clown for you, Paul. Um, <laughs> what a it's waste super. of Francis Conroy. Never mind. I'm not start. I'm not getting started on that. Anyway, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Francis Dune. Conroy is a natural treasure, though. Dune. Dune. Okay, so <laughs> Ryan Murphy's Dune. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you know, Paul Atreides would be Evan Peters. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that is actually like leads me to a good hypothetical, though. Mm-hmm. If they were gonna redo not the movie because that's already being handled, but if they were gonna redo like a mini series, like how the stand is being made into a new mini series, like uh-huh. who who should who should helm that? Wow, um, I'm going to go ahead and say Brian Fuller. Yeah, oh Brian Fuller would be <laughs> genius. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because he, I would say, like, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you know, he has like the weirdness. Yeah, down. He does, and I think that he would make it like appropriately, like weird. And and... he has like a point of view and a vision. You know what I mean? Like he's he's very Mm -hmm. like he can make something ugly look beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine a Brian Fuller sandworm. Oh my god. Oh my. And it wouldn't matter if how long it would be because he's yeah. gonna duck out. <laughs> yeah, halfway through, or it'll oh. get canceled uh, promptly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either or, yeah. um, so it's fine. Maybe like a controlled miniseries would be good for him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, a, like say a four part miniseries. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. Be I'm for that. I'm also uh, since he did do TV. Uh, uh, always, I will promote Tarsem for everything. Yeah, Ooh. good one. Because I love the cell. He would make a really beautiful Dune. Yeah, mm-hmm. there'd yeah. probably I don't know, like there'd be some stuff where you're like, wait, what's happening right now? But it Doesn't would be matter. so gorgeous that you'd be like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. fine, fine, Tarsem, that's fine. Oh, the costuming would be amazing. It really would. <laughs> would it be a ruling hot gluing butterflies <laughs> to her dress? <laughs> yeah, that outfit she... is fire. <laughs> I love that it has a whole entrance and a whole like pose. I appreciate anything that starts when your outfit requires you to come in and be like, wait, hold on. Here I also like that butterflies are still around that far in the future. Yeah. Well, I actually have a theory on that, and this is going to sound mm. insane. But okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like the curvy, like butterfly esque look, and I. Th- in like the fashion, especially the Ben Gesserit, and I find that interesting because it mimics the look of the navigators mm-hmm. and their big mm-hmm. old wings. So you think it's so... like a form of like a uh, like worship or something? Yeah, I do. Like a, a bit least... of idolatry there. Yeah, or at least like the influence <laughs> of a navigator because of the spice or whatever is so important that it's <laughs> Megan's their losing fashion. her shit. <laughs> It's because I'm picturing that sequence with the navigator where it looks like one of the aliens from Cocoon. 
He looks very sad, honestly. And he's just like swaying back and forth. Like, no, you know what he's thinking. He's you know what he's fuck. thinking. He's thinking it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> it just has like one look at the camera, like. Mm-mm. <laughs> he looks like my cat when he wakes up from a nap. Your cat glows. <laughs> kind of. He is very handsome. Wow. It's true. It's true. I follow him on Instagram. Everyone should follow DCI Tom Burnaby on Instagram. Um, yeah, I would say, and my choice is boring, but I would say Ronald D. Moore. Just because, oh, yeah. like, he knows how to make a space opera. This is mm. very true. Yeah. So that's an interesting hypothetical, and The music though. would... Wait, can you tell that we really don't want to talk about this miniseries? <laughs> okay. Well, we also because even... it's half the cast is people you know. William Hurt mm-hmm. asleep. Alex yes. Newman from various things. He's worked mm-hmm. a lot. Like, I yeah. was looking at his IMDb and it was just like, well, good on you, I mean, you, if man. you've yeah. ever watched, like, a CBS, like, sitcom <laughs> or, or, like, syndicated crime drama, you've seen Alec Newman and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like tons of British stuff mm-hmm. um, and then a, a lot of the other people are from like the Czech Republic which is where they filmed it so yeah because they... as I said in our group chat about this the UK was just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean William Hurt is a weird choice to play the Duke yeah. and yes he was as, like not the big good. name like, I have liked him in stuff before. Sure. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying, like, it has gotten to the point where he no longer gives a shit. And this was true in 2000, obviously. Like, this yeah. script obviously did not excite him. He was just there to pay, collect a paycheck. It was, like, nothing. It was a nothing performance. Every scene, totally forgettable. I tried really hard to like him, so I invented things about his character that were probably not true, where I was like, oh, he's so gentle of spirit. Um, <laughs> look, he kissed Jessica on the mouth. Nobody does that. <laughs> In front of everyone. But like, but, like, rereading Dune, I realize like, we're supposed to be upset that Leto dies, but Leto's not good. Yeah. Like, he's not, yeah. a, he's not a great, I mean, he's I would say, like, he's inherently good, but, like, his actions are not always mm-hmm. super great. Now, to be fair, we're all going to be really bummed out in the movie when he dies. Oh, Ugh. I mean, it's fucking Oscar Isaac, and you yeah. know, like, that is, like, my You're going to take that away from us. us. Oh, my, yeah. my sweet Oscar Isaac. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be so gone. Oh. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll Tragically. come back as a force ghost. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's allowed to cross the streams like that. (laughs) I already feel like he's cutting it a little close. I'm kind of like, really, dude? You're doing Dune 2? All right. All right. (laughs) Next time he's going to be weaseling it on Star Trek? Yeah, there's going to be some new like DC movie and Tom Hiddleston's going to be like, and me. You're like, no, mm -mm, no, no, dude. (laughs) Only Chris, you know, no, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up. He should be in Dune, but I've already talked about that. Um, yeah, like, it's, he's so tired. William Hurt is so tired in this role. <laughs> and he's just, you get okay. the impression the whole time that no one has, no one bothered to, like, 
look at what Arrakis was before they moved there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they arrive, because they start with them moving there. There's no nothing on Kaladin. You know, it's very, like, here we go. But then it just means that they end up there, and in order to inform us, the audience, everyone's just like, Arrakis? Dune. Dune. Arrakis. Arrakis. <laughs> Desert <the> planet. <laughs> Desert planet. Yeah. You're like, oh, we know. Yeah. Like, I'm watching five hours of Dune right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. It is a lot of just people walking around and giving, like, small details about the planet and the struggle and the, you know, like, the the Emperor and the Harkonnens and here's all our beef with these people. And it's just, like, a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But it's not done in a way that's, like, interesting or engaging no. Or remotely, like, fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, as much fun as it was to read about a board meeting in the book, like, (laughs) at least that was, you know, one chapter, not a whole freaking miniseries. Yeah. And it doesn't play well with the way that Paul is acting, because the time they show him at a meeting, he comes up with an idea that I cannot be bothered to remember but it was a good idea good for him and it, yeah there's a good little pause where he presents this idea and there's sort of you know everyone's kind of taking it in and then there's the usual beat where then everyone's like good idea but yeah. in the middle of that beat he's going what it was a good <laughs> idea you're like no just leave that leave that as the beat. let it marinate paul let it marinate like, yeah yeah, you know, Calm he's yourself. also obsessed with Duncan Idaho in this. Yeah, like, it's like it's Duncan like Poochie. <laughs> it's like Poochie. Whenever Duncan Idaho's not on screen, Paul Atreides is going, "Where's Duncan Idaho?" <laughs> Which granted, it's true. And then Duncan when he shows Idaho's up, amazing. they're like, he's like giving this big hug and like jumping up and down, and Lita has to be like, "Paul, <laughs> you're forty five yeah. years old." <laughs> Yeah, you've pointed out, Megan, and I think you too, Catherine, that, like, this is the touchiest, feeliest dude. Yes. Everyone is, like, you know, just sort of rubbing on each other at all times. The first time the Duke meets Stilgar, he's like, let me put my hand on you. (laughs) No. (laughs) And not even on his shoulder in, like, you know, a kind of pat-pat. It's, like, the upper arm. Yeah. And Jessica's, like, touching Yui. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you all doing? Stop. Yeah. It's just a um, lot of personal bubbles are being yeah. just yeah. invaded. Yeah. And the whole garden is just like an open air atrium. Yeah. There's no like, there's <laughs> no seals. <laughs> there's, yeah. No airlock seals or anything Gurney like that. Gurney kills the assassin that tries to kill Paul, which mm-hmm. why would Gurney do that? And two, the assassin who tries to kill Paul is obviously Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah i was uh, like who is this who is this yeah. dark-haired <laughs> oh he's dead. rogue oh darn he was like the Dun- cutest duncan idaho is the scottish hero of a romance novel <laughs> yeah he really is <laughs> that assassin was the hottest person on the in this entire miniseries maybe except for yeah no definitely like i'm bringing him to mind right now and like in my head his shirt is like unbuttoned to his navel and i know it wasn't <laughs> But that's how I'm I'm feeling. Yeah. Right now. That's what my I was mind's like, eye oh. wants to see. Yeah. I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> the oh, he men's died clothing when they're not like the Atreides, first of all, don't get to dress cool. No. They that's are just also angry. Yeah, everyone else is like <laughs> Fade's got a big triangle. 
Uh, the Beaster band dyed his hair poorly. Uh, and Paul's just <laughs> and that's like, a Kool Aid dye job for sure. Oh, it is. Yeah. I've seen that done. And <laughs> like, Jessica doesn't get to wear anything really outrageous. No. The, I think the only thing I could say about the costuming is like, and I said this to you, like, it feels like they were trying to go for this futuristic alien world sort of thing, but it's mm-hmm. all very like, you know, off the rack from TJ Maxx and maybe dressed up a little bit. <laughs> Add a triangle to it. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap this on it. I mean, the Baron has his very cool, like, S&M diaper thing that he wears. <laughs> um exceedingly cool i mean i i actually do think it's kind of neat <laughs> sex spy uh gets to wear like a sweet like iridescent crunchy skirt that yeah. i definitely saw people wearing at golf clubs oh it is in such the year a, 2000 like, it's very 90s stuff yeah um so yeah so Rulin is in this a lot more we want to yeah. talk about differences yeah so but i think it works i think it's nice for her to have something to do Honestly, you know? <laughs> I feel like those parts of the of the miniseries moved the quickest and were the most fun to watch. My yeah. only issue is where the parts where she was clearly replacing Margot Fenring, because mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Oh, sorry, Catherine, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no worries. I was just I was just agreeing with you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, when she gets all up in Fayed's business. Um, oh yeah, you had a term for this. Oh yeah, the um, sex interrogation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because she's using sex to interrogate him, and I I like portmanteaus. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I'm a fan. But I mean, her sex interrogation partner was kind of rad. Um, mm-hmm. Her With like, the shaved head and yeah, the little her, yeah applique on her forehead. Yeah, like she was she was badass. Very foxy. I, I also like that. I mean, obviously this was made for sci-fi and I don't necessarily need things to be Skinamax, but I enjoyed that Arulin's sex interrogation was really not sexy. She was just kind of stroking his chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there were boobs too. Yeah, there is nudity in this. Well, female nudity. Of course. You see well, you see <laughs> yeah. Fade's bottom. Yeah. But uh that's that's really it. Uh yeah, they he's like kind of rubbing on her and she occasionally like rubs on him and that mm-hmm. i guess is enough where then she can tag in her partner to mm-hmm. like jump on him <laughs> and he's Which totally is fine. Cool with it <laughs> oh yeah he's just like all right whatever <laughs> but he's the worst at keeping a secret because yeah. she's just like hey what if i let you kind of touch my waist and he's like well <laughs> so my uncle wanted to kill the duke uh and this is what we did <laughs> Yeah, and your dad was involved. Yeah, can I touch your we... hip? Sure. What happened to those <laughs> uh, to Paul and his mom? Oh, we never found their bodies. <laughs> Ooh, like here, I'll just let you I'll let my friend jump on you right now. And I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna just tiptoe out of here. <laughs> yeah. One thing I definitely did like about the I, the Ireland's expanded role was that she is at the dinner. Uh, closer to the beginning, and we're kind of jumping around here. Yeah, but, like, on and the she... celebration in in Cal in uh, right. Arrakis. Yeah. yeah, and she gets to meet Paul, and so it uh, for me it made her less of a stage five clinger when she's writing just books after books about him. Oh in my the god! Future. 
Um, Because, yeah. <laughs> like, they have a little moment. They have, like, a mm-hmm. little cute chemistry that I really... I liked. I feel like they actually did have good chemistry and, and that yeah. their, their banter was good. Um, it's too bad and I don't want to get too much into Children of Doom, but they do kind of like work really hard to undo all that goodwill Oof. in that yeah. in that one. So, uh, Well, yeah, she makes some choices later that are not she fantastic. Does. But I, I did um, like this expanded role for mm-hmm. her and I did like that she that they actually did have her and Paul meeting and her like actively working to find out what happened to Paul. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was trying to figure out what's going on. She knew there were plans and machinations cause she's smart, mm-hmm. you know, she's smart and she's a Benny Gesserit and yeah. like let her have something to do. Uh, two things that I do just cause I, I love the sound of my own voice and I want to bring these <laughs> two back is that one, the palace looks like the Eric Keen cheesecake factory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very much so. <laughs> and two, the Baron, it's the same thing that happens with the Lynch movie, which is that mm-hmm. they get this idea that the Baron floats, and then they're <laughs> like, we're going to make him float. He's floating. And it doesn't always make sense. You know, at one <laughs> point when they're he and Fade are entering like the Imperial Palace, you know, then you, you get you, he can't really walk. So you kind of yeah. get that. It's like, all right, he's just kind of gliding along. But mm-hmm. there's a scene at the at a party later where fade talks to Arulin because they also have more interaction the two of mm-hmm. them yeah they're up on like a balcony she walks away and the baron just like swoops up like from behind fade just like <laughs> it is fun to watch him kind of zoom around and you're just like oh ian mcneese where did you come from like, <laughs> hello so it's it's a little much. It's that yeah. he's always just like, here I am, I'm floating up in the ceiling. And you're like, Are It's you like, really? it wasn't enough to make the Baron, like, fat and gay. They also <laughs> had to make him, like, r- rhyming all the time. Or oh something. my God. Like, it was, it's so weird. It's just like, I don't know. I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing what the movie does, the new movie does with the Baron because, yeah. like, I would like maybe, and I've heard like Skarsgård's wearing like prosthetics and stuff for, for the Baron. But I would like for him to not just be like this, you know, weird S and M rhyming monster of a person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just so weird. And I like Ian McNeese a lot. Like I think he's a good, he's a really good actor. But this role is so weird, and it's also the way that he's presented Mm -hmm. and again like not to get too much into children of dune but when he sort of kind of comes back in children of dune it's like well but it's not as disturbing as it could be because you're like Mm -hmm. what are you just gonna float around in your s&m diaper (laughs) i will say this though he is the one person in this entire that is like really into it giving his all acting 100 Mm percent of the time in every scene he's in. I mean, and he's not just acting, he's acting, you know what I mean? Like he is, he is chewing scenery and I'm like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I just, because this is so like stodgy that you just kind of need that to liven it up some. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny to, like, look at the cast as a whole and see who's actually, like, bringing anything to what's going on. Like, the guy mm-hmm. that plays Stilgar, I think, is really, like, I'm in this. Like, I'm the leader. Yeah. Like, I'm a, He's you know, good. He's good. Yeah, The he's little good. girl who's playing Alia is just going for it. Yeah. Because I think you kind of have to when you're, like, nine and they're like, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you act spooky and kill some people? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, and I think a ruin like Julie Cox is doing a really good job. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But then, yeah, everyone else just sort of like, okay, well, yeah, you like Cheney's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's a difference between playing it very straightforwardly and knowing what movie you're in. Exactly. That's true. And I feel yeah. like Ian McNeese really knew what he was. He was like, <laughs> oh, this shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. But then you see him in like Rome as like the town <laughs> crier or whatever, and he's kind. Of, he is just overacting in all of those scenes too, and it's really good because that's a situation where you should overact because you're like you know true Roman bread for true Romans, and <laughs> it's very entertaining. So I, maybe that's just his style. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but it definitely livened things up because otherwise this would have been unbearably dull. Oh my god. It's just and Paul is just so pissy and when <clears throat> they find the Fremen, they're just like in an open air market, like hanging out, which okay. That's a great <laughs> way to hide your people. Yeah. <laughs> like you go through all of this to like sneak there and we have to travel like during this we have to sleep during the day and all this stuff and then you get there and it's just everyone's just hanging out sans still suits just like yeah making bread and chilling, chilling out and it's like uh, okay mm-hmm. i mean it's like the sex tent later on it's like guys what are you just doing outside yeah banging you're wasting moisture and how Oh, so much moisture is wasted, especially in the sex tent. Oh, sex in the sand is the worst. And Paul being the age that he is makes it so much more awkward when Jessica is like, I don't know if you should get involved with this girl. It's like, well, mom, I'm 30, so. (laughs) Mom, I'm paying a mortgage. Could you just let me? Mom, I saw her boobs. I love her. (laughs) <laughs> were the do you think those are the first boobs that paul ever saw or do you think I that mean, like gurney was like hey hey kid you should, you should know gurney the had some posters he had a couple calendars right in the, uh, break room oh i don't know i mean is it like i don't know if it's some sort of like coming to america thing or he had like servant girls or something i don't know that's I think what that's, i'm thinking i was I like that's getting prime like, designated <laughs> I also like how this Getty Prime is apparently just like the party planet because when a Rulin wants to go, the Emperor is just like, I don't know if I need her hanging out like at the 24 7 party that is Getty Prime. It's like, it doesn't look yeah. that fun. The great Getty Prime orgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A like, lot of orgies uh... in this, in this mini Oh, yeah. There's the actual, you see the actual spice orgy. Yeah. It's an orgy, friends. An orgy. Although it did not appear to be 20,000 people, but yeah, it was an no. orgy. Yeah, it was like a good 20. <laughs> Those are the people that stay for the actual like sex part of the orgy. Everyone's just dancing. And yeah. then 
there's like that one core group of people where you know they're the ones where it's like three in the morning and they're still like no this party's still good (laughs) i'm reminded of the orgy scene in the matrix 2 reloaded um (laughs) i i saw that in the theater and i've never watched it since uh same but i remember there being like when they're all unplugged and they're all having a dance orgy and keanu reeves was there but i don't think he was part of it no he and trinity go off of course it's like intercut with him and trinity doing it wow not that i remember keanu reeves (laughs) sex scenes in film i mean i feel like he hasn't uh, been in many now that i'm thinking he's not oh uh what was that one that he was in last year or the recently with winona ryder because oh boy that was the worst sex scene i've ever seen in oh my movie. god Aww. wait with when he had a it was with winona ryder and it was not beautiful Aww. it was i think <laughs> intentionally bad because the oh. whole point of this it was destination wedding oh, because the oh, thing yeah. is they're both really unpleasant people and so the whole <laughs> time they're just like talking and like through the whole thing and just like they saw a like a cougar they saw a cougar because it's california right (laughs) and they were like oh my god we could have died let's have sex and they're like trying to have sex outdoors which is never (laughs) never sexy but it's just so bad the whole time that it just becomes like this absurdist comedy by the end, you're just like, I don't know what's happening, but this <laughs> was fun for no one. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm fine yeah. with it deliberately It was intentionally bad. bad. Oh, yeah. If it's intentionally yeah. bad, that's fine, though. I'm sure they had to work really, really hard mm-hmm. to yeah. not just make the glory <laughs> shine through. I know. Because they're both so beautiful. Oh, my God. They're both so perfect. Yeah. I wish she could just get more sex scenes on Stranger Things. Let her have joy. Amen. Yeah, let, let, let Joyce have joy. Joyce have joy for <laughs> Thank once. Thank you. Actually, the ver- this is one side thing to that, is I saw a review of the most recent Stranger Things where they were like, you can tell, it was about the styling of the show. Like mm-hmm. It was one of those like kind of puff piece things. But they were using Joyce's haircut as, like, an example of how you can tell that, like, you know, she's kind of letting herself go and she's so busy being a mom. And I was just like, I have that haircut. That haircut is great. What are they talking about? Yeah, Fuck you. Um, what? It's like she has bangs and a shag. Like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, so does Stevie Nicks, which is what I tell my hairdresser every time. Yeah. So, like, don't look talk like to Stevie. me. <laughs> Stevie is a goal. I yeah, think I told I, mean, I told my hairdresser that the last time I went, I was like, "Look at this article about Stranger Things. What could they say about Joyce?" And she was just like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> like letting herself go. It's not like her bangs are down to her nose. I mean, we can't. We as women cannot win, no matter what we do. So that's no. true. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lord love him, but you know, Hopper can look however he wants, and it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and it's fine. Got, He's got, got fine. a heavy, heavy thirst for him. He's got a weird young Jack Nicholson vibe, but in a good yeah. way. Absolutely. You're just saying that because you're watching Criminal Intent, and he's on there when he's like a little baby. <laughs> Have you even I'm gotten to that one yet? yet. No. I'm oh. Too busy, <laughs> I'm too busy trying hard not to fall in love with Goran. You know this. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> just give in. It is. And Eames. I... You'll fall in love with them both. Oh, and then no, you're just I... like, oh, what if we're all just married? And you guys solve crimes, and I'll just be at home. 
I could help solve crimes. I'm good. I, I don't need to help solve crimes. I'll I just mean, wait at home. I know. I know how to stand, stand like, and be weird and bend sideways and look into a criminal's face <laughs> and tell them about their childhood to their face. <laughs> I have, already have one of those. Okay, I have said this before, but tell me who would be the more terrifying person to have sex with? Okay, Vincent D'Onofrio. In general, or or oh. or Daniel Day Lewis. Ooh. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. You think so? I mean, it's close. I'm not going to say that that was an easy decision to make. I feel no, like wait, Daniel no, Day-Lewis would back. have, like, he would have more meticulous expectations. You know what I mean? He would be yeah. like, we're going to have some very artisanal sex. <laughs> like, he's, like, it would be like. Then I'll bes- cobble some shoes for you. Exactly. Spoke sexual experience. Whereas Vincent D'Onofrio, I feel like it's more like, we just saw a cougar. Yeah, but like, like I, I would imagine some good old fashioned rutting, but like, <laughs> incredibly intense rutting. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like that's the thing I think is like they both have intensity, but their intensity is different. Yeah, like Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis's intensity is more surgical, whereas Vincent D'Onofrio's intensity is. More I don't know chaotic. if I need surgical. Involved. Okay, these are the things that keep me awake at night, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, seriously, I like I will break surgical this down. as a descriptor <laughs> of of Daniel Day Lewis's intensity. I would... just in general. No, when it comes to <laughs> anyone's sexuality, I don't need like <laughs> like a <laughs> scrub in. Oh like, yeah, scrub in like twelve hours. Ew. you're both exhausted. Surgical at the end. scrub in like he's like it's he's method. studying diagrams. It's... <laughs> no, if there's di okay, if it's surgical. And there's diagrams, and you're scrubbing in. Then you're having sex with either Elliot and/or Beverly, and I don't need that dead ringer's <laughs> energy in my life. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I brought this up. Also, my husband from his office just went, "What?" <laughs> Listen, we we see both Beverly and Elliot have sex. Yes, we do, <laughs> and they're both imaginative. Okay, Perhaps great. a little thoughtless, but <laughs> playful lovers. I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I said not. Th- I not love thoughtful. that we've managed after all of these episodes to finally unsettle Megan. It makes no, me oh, so I, happy. I, um, <laughs> I didn't. So, Dune. Um, Dune, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like at the end of the day, I just want to say uh, I, my my last thought about having sex with Vincent D'Onofrio versus having sex with Daniel Day Lewis is that I think there would come a time in any sort of ongoing sexual relationship with Vincent D'Onofrio where you begin to wonder when you're going to have sex in a bed, and oh yeah, <laughs> and I think at that point you feel it's like a, that's a very lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, both of them are mm-hmm. great, but mm-hmm. I think I would have to choose Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I think I agree. I think he would also be a little more body positive. I'm not going to say why my, I think that. <laughs> no, but I agree. Yeah, I, I get that vibe. I get that. It's a feeling. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just seen the, the women that Daniel Day-Lewis favors, and I'm not that type, so. Yeah. And <laughs> also, just, you know, I just keep envisioning, I know we're talking about the actual people and not... <laughs> The characters, characters. <laughs> but i keep yeah. envisioning like phantom thread where i'm just gonna walk into a room and he's just gonna do that over the glasses thing and be like oh yeah like ah! that movie uh, yeah <laughs> i walked out of that movie i had like 
a sometimes when I see movies in the theater, it gives me a migraine. And mm. I was getting like a banger watching that movie, but I was like, I cannot leave my seat. <laughs> I have to know how this movie ends. And I walked out. And then out, it and ends, like, and you go, what? I was no, actually, I was like, I feel fucking great. That was an experience. It I, is. I, I feel loved like it. That opens the question to which Daniel Day Lewis you'd be most willing to have sex with, and I feel like that's oh my like, god, last the Mohicans every time. Wow, yeah. I you know yeah, what yeah. I would do a all that hair because I love danger. I mean, I, I like or... hygiene a little more. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I was gonna say Age of Innocence, but no, there's too much there to unpack. No, no, no too much. Yeah, too, <laughs> too, too wishy washy. Yeah, there's too much there. And with Vincent D'Onofrio, I can't even like determine which oh, character that oh, would be. Men in Black, done. Oh, um, Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, I want to be your we... bug queen. <laughs> <laughs> he already had one, and it was Siobhan Fallon. Uh, <laughs> wearing an Egger suit. An Eggers um, <laughs> Probably like either the whole wide world or Mr. Oh Pizza. God, that kiss. The kiss. That, that ah! kiss is like seared into my brain. Should be seared to everyone's brain. Yes. Much like my envisioning now of all of Catherine's Dead Ringers stuff. <laughs> I don't have any Dead Ringers stuff. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even read the book it's based off of. Um. So we've gotten very off topic oh about Dune, but I, I don't think we need to say a ton more about it. Like, Because, I mean, eh. it, it does follow the story pretty well. So if you've yeah. read the book, yeah. this is actually a pretty good rendition of that. But I think that's part of the problem, is that it's such a strong adaptation in parts that you're like, uh-huh, this didn't really work well in a book. Yeah, I feel like when you're when you're translating to a visual medium, you really have to be a little less you know a little less faithful to the source material because some things just don't translate as well like everyone's um, day glow eyes oh my well, god yeah like the day glow eyes are really bad um a lot of the like devices and things look really bad i will say that like a lot of the costumes look kind of cool like mm-hmm. i really like the still suits a lot i feel like that is a pretty faithful design to what the book describes and the fact that they're actually like the color of sand is (laughs) also good not black yeah Yeah. (laughs) um no spy side messenger bat so demerits for that yeah Mm. uh i did like i mean though the effects were terrible i do like very bad because i like that paul was really not created it and but i hate (laughs) the way these worms look megan these worms worms look like turds they're poo worms (laughs) i told you (laughs) <laughs> that the reason they look like poop is because as the as the Kwitsa Katarak Muad'Dib, he is connected to Arrakis and because Paul is a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the worms are reflected in his... Uh, yeah. He has existence. a vision at one point of worms and there's literally a three-worm moon. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, the worms in this miniseries look like my... It, Dune Why was there only series, one moon? It looks like my litter box. Well, not mine, but my cat's. Yeah. <laughs> My litter box is another story. <laughs> that sounds like it's like one of those British documentaries. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I yeah, they look terrible. Not and they're great. just discussing where spice comes from, like mm-hmm. to people on the street. Yeah. 
They're just like, oh yeah, did you know that it comes? Yeah, from their worms? most closely guarded secret. Yeah, let's just <laughs> talk about it on the street. It's... I and when they when they kill the little baker so that Jessica can drink the water of life, it's Aww. a puppet, and they just squeeze it. To death. Yeah. It's just two fremen in like in their diapers. diapers. Yeah, yeah, and Cheney catching it, and it's just this big whoop puppet worm that they're just like squeeze until it throws up <laughs> yeah and it dies and you're like guys this is and then everyone drinks jessica's barf yeah of it's course a good time a party was had yeah and no one can tell she's pregnant even though she's the most pregnant oh pregnant my to god ever pregnant. oh my god she is so pregnant she's like she's like cradling her her belly and stuff and people are like oh why didn't you tell me you were pregnant was like, like, why you, couldn't you tell you couldn't she made tell no move yeah no move to hide that pregnancy no accentuating it in that scene where she kneels down next to uh, her mother romalo and yeah. she like is wobbling and holding onto her stomach like you do when you crouch down when you're pregnant yeah and you'd think like i almost i honestly thought i you know i'd seen it before but i hadn't seen it in a while that there's a scene with uh jessica's like meditating and Janie comes in and she's very visibly pregnant. Yeah. That I thought that they just were having it be that everyone knew. Yeah. Or that maybe like that, that Cheney knew. And it was just going to be like a, their secret or something. But she just like gets up and throws on a poncho and no one can tell. <laughs> yeah. Just and hold a plan. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, it's worse than in soap operas when they try to hide that stuff. But it's Stand like, behind oh, this purse. giant globe. <laughs> yeah. Or like that whole season of Scandal when Carrie Washington was pregnant. So she was wearing more coats. Yeah. <laughs> she was just always in like the Oval Office in a big overcoat. I mean, at least New yeah. Girl was like, we're going to send her on jury duty for mm, three months. Or like on the one season of How I Met Your Mother when. Allison Hannigan was pregnant when she just, like, got offended by Barney and left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, that's entirely appropriate. But, yeah, it's just so... But, it's no, it's supposed to be the same as it is in the book, which is mm-hmm. that no one knows she's pregnant, and therefore she drinks the water of life, even though, like, the CDC told her you're not supposed to. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> it's like oops and then and everyone i she get has everyone a little is still abomination baby yeah everyone's still unsettled by alia which okay fine but there are definitely points where everyone acts as if they've never heard of this happening even though you're specifically not supposed to drink the water of life when you're pregnant because yeah. this could happen yeah you're like okay i get at the end with the emperor and everyone that maybe you know you're they're not privy to the ins and outs of all this sort of stuff like the benny jesuit would be but you'd assume that the Fremen kind of would know this because I'm betting that if you're pregnant, uh, you know, the spice orgy, you can only drink it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you After know, it's, it's like, changed. be very careful. But... Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to do these shots at the orgy. <laughs> shots, shots. <laughs> it's so, but yeah, I don't know why they decided of all things to have her be visibly pregnant. Just we know so she's pregnant. pregnant. She already told, like, Paul already was like, by the way, I know you're pregnant yeah oh because There's every a... piece of information he shares is in the worst most assholeish way possible <laughs> yeah i know you're pregnant mother how's my, how's sister, my mom? sister there's yeah. a, there's a lot of like ugh, 
mother in this and it's and he's so accusatory about fucking it fucking infuriating as if it's like you know he's on a, a soap opera and just found out it's not his dad's baby or something he's <laughs> like i know i know my sister is in there it's like yeah i had sex with your dad because that's what we do <laughs> yeah and we're adults. I'm pregnant try it try being an adult for like five Granted, fucking minutes you're 33 years older than your sibling, but you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, so it's we fine. Um, we put out the call for some questions. So this question comes from Diego, and he says, I'm new to the podcast, so I don't know if you answer this, but we'll try. Will you be checking out the graphic novel when it comes out? Also, did your eyes bleed after watching that 2000s monstrosity? <laughs> I mean, a little. Diego, a little. I won't yeah. lie to you. Um, yeah. My eyes didn't bleed, and that was a problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could see everything so clearly. I could just see it all. And I watched yeah. I, I watched it all in one sitting, too. I Oof. didn't take any breaks. I couldn't oh do God. it. I tried. I couldn't. I, c I couldn't. I had to break it up. I was like, I can't do this. It is rough. It is rough to just sit down and watch it if you're Basically, not doing something else like if i was like sewing or something and i had like just needed something as noise in the background this would be great oh yeah yeah Need but like to, to sit too. down and like watch it no i was watching it on my phone at one point <laughs> and it was great just because my daughter who was three looked over my shoulder and saw paul doing something and she was like he's blue where's he going <laughs> it's not and i was like important. frankly that's the entirety of the book sweetie he's blue where's he going <laughs> i don't know dude frank herbert's right. dude yeah <laughs> um and as far as the graphic novel yeah i love graphic novels i will yep. same buy mm -hmm. and read any of them um so yeah def most definitely <laughs> like will little drawings of timothy chalamet <laughs> <laughs> i hope so that's going to be so, like, that, you know, Oscar Isaac is going to go away. And it's going to be like, but I don't want the child heartthrob. <laughs> I want the I adult want the male. Other. Bring yeah. the man back. I know I yeah. know. Timothy Chalamet is legally a man, but yeah. he's a little baby boy. Because early on, we're losing Oscar and Momoa. So, mm -hmm. like, all the... Unless the, they up Momoa, which I feel like they're going to up Momoa. Yeah. So, like, the hunk energy is going to seriously plummet at one point in this movie. And the the rest of it's all confusing hotness because... Stilgar. Well, okay, no, we're, we can keep Bardem. that. That's not confusing. Yeah. Right. yeah but... That's, that's going to be great. Um, The guy who's playing Piter, mm. confusingly good-looking for that role, in Wait, this role. Wait, who's playing Piter again? I can't see his name. David Daskmalkian. Oh, yeah. Yes. David Daskmalkian. Yeah. There you he, go. He, he has a thing, for sure. And and it's a thing I appreciate. Uh, and uh, the guy who's playing Yui is hot. We have hot Yui Very that we have to hot. deal with. He's so hot. Oh, my God. He is He's the guy, Catherine. Catherine, did you see uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? I did. He's the, like... The, he's the a rebel Mongol, leader. isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's like Shit. the rebel leader that she runs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no. Oh, yeah, no, I did. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally did, and I'm for it, and I'm here it, and I'm about it. But yeah. it's Here all these it. confusing characters. Like, when they make those kind of characters, I mean, that's my bread and butter. You know, mm -hmm. this is how I, I was raised on this. <laughs> this is how I came up in the world. Your mom took you, took you by the hand one day and was like, honey? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all 
my poor mother just had to deal with it where you know <laughs> 14 years old i'm like you know who's really good looking david duchovny my mom's like what <laughs> i mean I you're know. not wrong i mean a 90s david duchovny is mm. do we not but... know who's playing fayette yet no no oh wow there's some thought that maybe they won't do because it it's split in two they're doing uh, yield that doing it won't part be one, in part two part one yeah Interesting. I'm doing so much gesturing right now, as if you guys can see me. It's <laughs> just my way. Uh, I'm like way I'm like a member of of the the spacing guild. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna pose. <laughs> Triangle. I like to think they were about to dance battle. It was beautiful. There is a part, and I just want to make sure that I bring this up because I know I brought it up on our last episode, and it's just there is a meeting, and it's the emperor. I think in his lamay gown his iridescent lemay iridescent lemay amazing and the euro uh, trash emperor the euro trash emperor is there the reverend mother guys helen is there and this head of the spacing guild and i i think fenring is like in a corner smirking because that's yeah thing that's just and he the guy from the the spacing guild is just standing on one leg like a flamingo (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like what is going on can why I... is this what you guys decided to do for at one point they're all like posing together like yeah like, yeah. It's like a dance battle it's yeah. like an episode of legion they're all just like oh here yes we go. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um i do really enjoy though that they let the Bene Gesserit have hair mm. i mean yes they wore those dumb hats but the hair was good yeah so yeah i just don't get why there's always this need to make them so uniform. Yeah, the the whole point of them is that they're supposed to blend in. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. the Reverend Mothers wear all these robes and everything. But, like, mm-hmm. Malo's got some sweet headdress action. Yeah. And lots of beads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one thing if, like, the Reverend Mother Gaius comes in and she has robes and stuff. And that's that's fine. But, yeah. Everyone else doesn't have to be dressed like her. I mean, like, Roland's not. Jessica doesn't in her role. Like, we know Margot Fenring doesn't. It's just like, well, when you have other Betty Jesuit with her, you can establish that they're all Betty Jesuit without them all having to be, like, nuns. Yeah, just because they're with her. (laughs) By that virtue alone. (laughs) And I also don't get why only the Reverend Mother sees that Alia is an abomination. It's like, what are you teaching these, these other ones? Like... I they think missed... is is it because she's a truth sayer? I mean, probably. But I mean, yeah. also, what else is Alia? Like, I love the girl, but she strolls in and is just like, "Sup, every bitches." <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> Hero. <laughs> I love it so much. She's My an favorite icon. is still, and she's just like, "Let the storm take what it can take." <laughs> Boom! What the fuck you gonna do to me? <laughs> she is a little anarchist, and I love her. And they're just like, "Wait, what?" The best part of the entire book, I mean, it's a spoiler, but whatever, you're listening to a Dune podcast, is during the battle when Jessica's like, where's your sister? And Paul's like, she's out on the battlefield cutting throats. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and Jessica's just like, Paul. What? She's a Fremen. <laughs> she like, is talked Fremen. about not letting your tiny sister <laughs> go around and cut throats. And he's like, well, what was I going to do? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So I think you guys good with wrapping it up here? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've said all I need to say. Yeah. (laughs) Paul's stupid face. (laughs) Um, 
So, Catherine, would you like to plug your work or plug anything here on the uh, show? Please? Sure. Um, I don't really have anything like fully out there just yet. Uh, I'm waiting for a, a book to get picked up by a publisher. So if you're a publisher, mm-hmm. uh, please read my book and like it. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Uh, you can also <laughs> follow me on Catherine 3 Kovac. There's no E at the end of Catherine and there's just a three instead. Uh, that's at twitter.com. And uh, you can find my Riverdale Bloodborne crossover fan fiction on uh, an archive of our own. Um, that I'm not going like to tell you the shit. name of it. Oh, it's good. They fight. They fight werewolves. It's fantastic. Yes. Archie has an axe. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's about it um, for me. Thank, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show and being mm-hmm. our guest. Yes, uh, not course. once but twice. Yeah, Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd we love have, to come we, back. Yes, we will have to have you come back on to talk Children of Dune. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, miniseries because that is a whole different ball of wax. James oh, it is. McAvoy. Yeah. Yes, baby James McAvoy. So baby. brand new Duncan. Yeah. No longer Scottish. <laughs> I don't think. Nope. No, he's English. just he's very English. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you all for joining us. We're going to be back next week as we get into book three, The Prophet. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at WeirdingPod, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Email us, weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can find Megan and I, our staff writers, at thespool.net, S-P-O-O-L, like a spool of film. You can find our writing there. We do reviews and recaps, and we're on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really cool. Ha <laughs> ha, we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, so don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. And we'll see you back next week when we get into book three of Dune. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, that went really well, I think. Yeah, I felt good yeah. about it. Yeah.